0: Welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast, where we learn how successful drone entrepreneurs launch their businesses so you can too. And now, your host, David Young. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast. I am your host and founder of Drone Launch Academy, David Young. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. We are interviewing David Dengler of Robotic Air, at roboticairservices.com. Really loved this interview, just like every week. Um, The thing I liked most about it was David went from researching to making this his full-time gig, went full-on, but did it the right way, and really picked a niche, narrowed down on it, became an expert, and is succeeding with that. So I just love that story and love how it kind of captures... Um, what we tell people all the time, and what we see with a lot of people, is that you have to really know your stuff beyond just flying a drone around. You have to know how to provide value to your clients uh, without just saying, hey, I can fly a drone. There's got to be more than that. Uh, the drone is just a tool. So, you'll hear more about this in their interview. We get into, like always, the specifics of what they do, how they started. Um, how David gets his clients. Uh, He shares just so many great things for uh, people who have drone businesses. And so he focuses, David focuses mainly on uh, the construction, engineering, and architecture fields. And David really took the time, like I said, uh, to become a true professional, um, get licensed, got educated, could speak the same language as his future clientele, which is really important, and could deliver them products uh, that could actually help them. So he knew about point clouds and mapping and um, all these things that that industry needs. And one of the things that I really love that he said, uh, and that you'll hear him talk about, is one of the most important things you can do is educate your clients on this industry. Because a lot of people don't know how drones can be applied to the industry and how it can help. Um, so he's got some really cool examples of how he was able to go in um, and help people uh, even settle a little bit of a dispute uh, with his drone data. So really cool to hear that, um, and can't wait for you guys to give it a listen. Um, all right, a quick quick reminder uh, that if you are enjoying this podcast uh, season and this podcast show, I would love it if you left a review for us on iTunes. That really helps us out a lot. Even if you don't want to write anything out, you can still just click that five-star button, and that helps Indicate to other people that this might be a show worth listening to if they are wanting to start or grow uh, their drone business too. So that would mean a lot to me. Would really appreciate it. Um, Also, remember, you get a discount on the Part 107 course if you want. Uh, Use the promo code PODCAST50. All right, I'm done with my shenanigans and my pitching of our stuff. Let's get to what you came here for, which is the interview with David. All right, here we go. David, how are you doing? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, So obviously I'm David Young and David, if you'd like to introduce yourself uh, to everyone else listening, uh, tell us your name, um, your company, just a quick intro uh, about yourself.
1: Sure. No worries. My name's also David. My last name's Stangler. I run a company called Robotic Air. We're here in Southern California and we primarily focus on the construction industry.
0: Cool. Awesome. All right, so I want to dive, like some of these other interviews I've done, uh, kind of just go back to the beginning and tell us a little bit about how you first got into drones, um, you know, what first sparked your interest when you first start playing with drones and and, uh, when did you start turning that into more of a a commercial thing? Sure, sounds great. Well,
1: it was about, uh, roughly speaking, about maybe two, two and a half years ago. I was working for a software company and my prior experience is architecture. I've been practicing architecture for a good, I would say about 16, 17 years here in Southern California, building all kinds of things, residential, commercial, and so forth. And I saw various needs that weren't being met by the architecture community. Anyway, long story short. Uh, About two and a half years ago, I saw drones really, really beginning to come on the scene. And I saw one part, maybe two or three, that they could really help out on. One of those is what we call as built in architecture, what's there existing. And then during the construction process, that could extremely be helpful. And that got me really excited. I began to study about them, put about a good... I would say about a good solid six months of really hard research into it, and a lot of that was on paper, studying what can we do with these things? Are they really effective? Can they deliver what they what they say? And then what would it take to actually make a company and be profitable and be running? And after about six months of that, I saw, well, yeah, you can really do this and can really help. So then the next year after that was spent basically building up my company, figuring out how to make a company, how I was going to be, what niche market I was going to go after, and then slowly build up equipment, get the LLC, get everything up and running, and then basically turn the key and say, I'm doing this Mm full-time. And the full-time thing happened about June, 2018. And I really never looked back after that. Really awesome. jumped in full time. Now it did take a, a little bit of investment of my own to be able to, sure. to to push it through, but I am happy to say after all the investment and after all the, everything that I did to get it up and running, including through launch, um, now here we are in 2019, and it's actually a profitable company.
0: It's actually yeah, it's working awesome.
1: and making money, <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. yeah,
0: it works. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It actually does work. Now, that's not to say that there's not a lot of work that goes into it. I mean, literally, as we're doing this interview, I'm in my car in between two gigs. I'm going to do a network event right now where I'm just basically going out to – it's a subcontractors event Mm -hmm. here in Southern California – that I'm just going to go there and mingle and network with subcontractors, educating them on what we can do with drones, and how yeah. to benefit them. Yeah. So it, it works but there's a lot of legwork to do. Too. Yeah, I'm sure. But that's sure. but that's not bad. I mean, having your own company how great is that?
0: Yeah. Now what part of southern california are you in?
1: I'm in a city called Temecula which is pretty much smack dab between San Diego and Los Angeles but inland.
0: Gotcha. Of yeah. Orange County. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say I just actually flew back from uh, yeah, so San basically, Diego last I'm out night. In the desert. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, that's awesome. Oh, so,
1: sweet.
0: Yeah, so I'm a little jet lagged, so if you if I look a little uh look a little sleepy, it's <laughs> fine. Um so no worries, no worries. So so you just basically had this experience in architecture and you already had a lot of that knowledge of the industry, what people need, and you were just putting it together with oh, drones yeah, can it. help and and then just took the plunge into it. Now Tell us a little bit about when you first got started. I mean, it sounded like you said you did your kind of planning and you really investigated it to make sure this was, hey, this is something worth doing. Um, Yeah. uh, What, tell us about like maybe the first week you decided to do it like full time, like what was your day to day like and were you stressed? Was it like, oh, this is actually easier than I thought, like to walk us through that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I'm still stressed, <laughs> but no worries. Um, uh, w- w- the one thing there, there's a couple things. It's I, I know a lot about architecture, mm-hmm. and I know a lot about construction, and I think that's a really key thing. If you're going to get into an industry, I think you really need to know how how you're going to approach. In, in my case, a really niche market. I mean, because let's say you were going to use drones for cinematography. That's pretty broad. Yeah. I mean, you can go after TV news, uh, uh, real estate, all kinds of different things where you can shoot that. But if you're going after architecture, boy, that's really narrow. So be able to yeah. sort of uh, uh, filter down how you're going to do your marketing and all those kind of things. Right. takes a lot of thought, a lot of uh, a lot of foreknowledge about how you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. So one of my pieces of advice would be really narrow down what market you're going after, mm-hmm. and really laser beam focus on it, and that's going to help you more than anything else.
0: Right? Because then, so oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: So, but my 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 first day, uh, I was I was working for a company, and I just made the cutoff day, June thirtieth. Bam. And decided, okay, there's only one way. I'm going to commit to it. Yeah, you know, you know, your dad picks you up and throws you in the swim pool. You're going to learn how to swim. That's the only way you're going to do it. So, I I just jumped in and went for it full blast. Um, and because that was going to force me into do it. Now, yeah, does it make me nervous? Yeah is it a lot of work? Yeah. Is it the first time I'm ever starting up my own company full-time? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. It's all there, but, but yeah, yeah. But the great thing is it's such a new market. It's such an amazing market. And anybody that you tell what it is that you do, all they want to do is say, wow, what is that? You're a drone pilot? Do you work for the army? No, no, no. no. I'm not one of those yeah, kind of yeah, drone pilots. Yeah. I fly one of those nice little friendly drones. Oh, the really? Nice friendly ones. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, so you work for like a news, uh, you know, you work for like Channel 5 or something like that. No, no, no. I do construction. They're like, uh, what? Yeah, do have
0: any idea how the, yeah. Yeah.
1: Happens. And then they have no idea the complexity of what we do. And then I start talking about things like, uh, mapping and photogrammetry and delivering point clouds delivering cad and bim models and they're like their mind is completely blown they're like i had no idea we could do that today i was like that isn't even today that was yesterday we're moving even beyond that yeah so so it's very exciting to talk to people like i said i can't get to today's networking event i'm because it's always great. Everybody you talk to, you get about three leads that, you know, now you're going to have another lunch with somebody. It's going to lead great. to something else. Mm-hmm. It's just awesome.
0: Yeah. So, so in that first week, did you already have clients? Let's say before you quit your job, did you already have clients lined up that you were going to be working for? Or did you already have your equipment? Or are you just like, I'm just quitting today, and then I'm just going to figure it out?
1: I have a little bit lined up. I didn't have clients as in the for sure category, mm-hmm. but I had some that were saying, "When you're ready to go, let us know. When you're ready to go, and then we'll maybe be ready to go." Those kind of <laughs> things. I did have my equipment ready, okay. and I had my business ready. And I think that's the big thing. I okay. already had my Part One Hundred Seven. I had my LLC, the bank accounts, all that kind of all the all the mechanical you're, you're stuff. You're like
0: I would official uh, business wise, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was, I had a long, long conversation with my CPA (laughs) and I got everything, everything good. And Copa said before I decided, okay. And the, everybody's different, you know, Mm -hmm. um, for me, I knew the only way I was going to be able to actually do it was literally by cutting the cord Mm -hmm. because if I stayed connected to my own uh, you know, if I stayed as quote unquote, an employee of another company, I knew I would just kind of whittle away at the months and years and everything would go sure. by and I wouldn't actually do it. I, for myself, I had to cut the cord because that forced me into having to do it. Yeah. Then once I had to do it now, now you don't say, have any
0: choice. It provides a lot of urgency for you to get your, get your butt in gear. Exactly. Exactly. Although, yeah, and like and said, I, I, I was going to say, like you said, I would
1: say as a bi- I would say as a big giant disclaimer, don't do what I did. Yeah, I was was going (laughs) to say unless you're kind (laughs) of the character that I am, because (laughs) if you jump off the board and you're about to go into the ocean, boy, you better know how to swim, or you know, it's it's going to go really, really bad
0: for you. Yeah, yeah, and I know for a lot of people, they may just they may only want to do this as a side project, where it'd be. I feel like it's harder to. Uh, if you don't have all that time to invest, to really become the expert in that, that niche field that you need to be, but, um, it is the less risky option to kind of, you know, one foot in the water kind of deal. But, um, but it's awesome that you were able to do that and that it worked for you though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's not 100% yet. I would say I'm about in that sort of 75 to 80%. It is working. It's Mm -hmm. on its way to working. It's paying all of my bills. Yeah. Everything's going cool. I, in my mind, have much larger ambitions. Sure. Until I achieve those, then I give you the big thumbs up. Yeah, it's
0: working. But, it's awesome. I mean, Woo-hoo. I. That's, honestly, I feel like that's know? with any business. Though so You get into it, you get going, things are yep. working, and then you're like, oh, but... I want to be here and I'm here. So you feel like there's always this, oh, what yeah. if this happens? What if this happens? And then you get to that next spot and you're like, oh, but I want to be here. And, oh, actually there's still all these risks. So I don't know if that will yeah. really go away, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, um,
1: yeah, every time you hit those plateaus you're like, sweet. And then you're like, oh, but it's up there. Now I got to go more. Yeah, Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's cool. yeah, yeah. No, good. I mean, I think it's good. You know, I think it's always good to push yourself, obviously, and, and to, you you know, to put, this industry improve it. choice. Um, but you know, also don't be afraid to pat yourself on the back for be able, you know, getting to a place mm-hmm. where a lot of people are afraid to to try, you know? Um, so Yeah. I, exactly. I am curious though, when you went to go first start out, what kind of uh, what kind of equipment did you get and what was your gear like for when you were doing these types of construction jobs?
1: Well, um, probably started out exactly where a lot of people started out with i i went with a mavic pro okay uh i jumped in which i actually come to think about might be a little bit more heavy than some people start out with they might go with a little bit less but i wanted to surprised how many
0: people i hear that just they just go straight for a mavic pro and they're just like yeah let's get it
1: yeah yeah well see the thing was i'm i i understood what i wanted to be able to achieve with mapping and delivering point clouds and those kind of things and the mavic pro was really about the best prosumer Mm -hmm. that there was at that time to do a lot of experiments with and believe me i did a lot of experimenting before Mm -hmm. i jumped into this full time i mean i did all kinds of things fields of, of of just Vegetables or grapevines. So you had the drone on your own, and you're
0: messing around with it, and learning, and learning, and learning before you decided to.
1: Oh, for months, for months, yeah, yeah, yeah. For months, I, I, I flew the snot out of that little Mavic, and still one of my favorite drones ever. Yeah, I love that little Mavic Pro. flies really great. delivers great content for what it for what it is. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, so before I made any commitment to to really going forward. I did a lot of investigation first, a a whole lot. I flew about a couple hundred hours with that thing Mm. over the course of uh, quite a few months. Mm -hmm. And mostly doing mapping with uh, or or flying with the intent of creating a point cloud. And from Mm. a point cloud, you can do anything you want. Mm -hmm. But that was my real intent.
0: So real quick, there's a, the vatic, here, there's a lot of people on here, there's a lot of people on here who probably are, are still a little fresh into this and they might not know what a point cloud is. You want to give them like the, oh, sure. version?
1: Well the, well, the point cloud is when you fly the drone, you fly over a site in a grid pattern. And I'll try to make this very, very general because there's, there's a few different platforms you can use, you know, um, Pix4D, drone deploy, 3DR, just to name a few of them, and mm-hmm. it goes on and on. Um, these are all like cloud based services, and they're all really, really great. I mean, it just depends on what you're doing. And I've tried them all too. Mm-hmm. That was part of the experimental process. And because I come from the architectural background, I knew that targeting a 3D model was going to be the goal. So, what, so, the point was, can I fly? Can I deliver to the architect a 3d model? And the way that you do that is by using photogrammetry and photogrammetry, if you bake it down is taking a series of photos, the software there compares the photos and it looks at one point in two photos finds where that is in 3d space. maybe it uses a third or fourth to confirm it and it says, okay, that point as at XYZ mm-hmm. in space. And that goes to the next point on the photograph and goes, okay, now this point is at XYZ in a certain space. Now, that doesn't sound too bad until you realize that we're dealing with photographs that are in the range of 7 to 10 megapixels coming off a 40 megapixel camera. Mm-hmm. And on some of the sites I fly, like the one that I flew recently was a 42 acre site, which had almost 1400 photographs. Mm. That's a lot of data to be able to crunch Mm -hmm. and to be able to crunch that data and give it to your client in a meaningful way. Some clients just want the point cloud. They're happy with that Mm -hmm. because they can have a team that can understand what that is. Other clients don't want the point cloud. They want a model or they want a CAD drawing that's ready to go. Um, and down the road of my story, I, I filled those blanks in, but in the beginning of the story, I didn't have those filled in and they weren't really important. The, the important thing was, can I, with this, uh, Mavic pro, the what was a Flymore combo that mm-hmm. was $1,200 from Best Buy, yeah. not necessarily a plug, but that just happened. Yeah. Um, can that be capable of delivering these things? And in the end, the answer was yes. It has a it has a lot to do with understanding exactly how to fly the conditions to fly, which actually, plug intended. I have a lot to thank for Drone Launch Academy because oh, okay. the training that you guys gave me was spot on. You know, uh, for, just, the, for, you the know 107? for the one hundred and seven, for yeah. the one hundred and seven. A lot of that one hundred and seven applies to everyday operations Mm -hmm. in in every possible way. I mean, you know, before you leave the house, check all the weather conditions. uh, Before that, once you're talking to the client, you're checking the location. What airspace are we in? Alpha, Charlie, Bravo, whatever it is, you got to know where you are, right? All of that plays into it because you can't do a thing until you know where you are, what the weather's doing. And then, you know, studying out the site, which is going to be studying the site's going to be individual to what your practice is going to be. Yeah, sure, sure. You yeah. know, for me, for me, flying nadar, uh, camera straight down flights and mapping, things like that, I just have to know the boundaries of the construction site, mm-hmm. then be able to lay it out and basically fly the best, most efficient flight pattern to capture everything I need to capture, know about altitude, know camera's going to do, all those kind of things. But in, in the end, it was being able to, to know that when I fly, and every time I fly, I'm going to be able to get quality data that's going to produce the point cloud. Because, because showing them the orthomosaic map, which is, which is actually a derivative of the point cloud, that's the flattened out map of all mm-hmm. the photographs laid out flat,
0: mm-hmm.
1: is only the first level. I mean, that's just basically like a satellite photo. But the thing that got me more involved in everything else is other products that they had no idea that we could do is 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 what it made a doable thing for me,
0: yeah, that's awesome so So now, would you say that your your clients are a hundred percent kind of construction architecture related
1: uh at the current moment, yeah, because that's that's exactly what I'm focusing on architecture, construction, but I'm getting ready to move into other fields. I'm not sure that I'm so much going to go into inspections, but I'm going to probably dip my toe into some mining
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I would be looking at civil engineering, you know, roads and bridges and things like that, Sure, because that's very similar to architecture
0: and and, yeah, and you're, construction. Yeah, and you're probably producing a lot of the similar types of, like similar applications, but just in a different field yep. right you're still kind of doing the same point cloud mapping
1: yes 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 absolutely it's, it's practically speaking the same thing a lot of the a lot of the clients i are currently dealing with are still just in that state of mind of uh, looking at the imagery as construction progress right and my job right now is educating them to saying hey you know what this isn't just a flat 2d map let me show you what we're really looking at here, mm-hmm. and being able to show them, um, for example, one of the more recent clients I have is a general contractor who took over the site from the grading earthworks guys. Right, I think it's kind of simple. Yep. Uh, 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 to explain this to people, um, when a site gets when when there's a brand new site and nothing's been done to it, the first people that go on the site are Earthworks. In other words, these are the guys that take, let's say, a hillside and grade it into level planes or road planes or surfaces that are going to be used to do the construction, right? Mm -hmm. General contractor typically doesn't do that. That's the grading guys. So the Earthworks guys had come along, done that portion of the job, and it was time for the general contractor to take over the site so they did the handoff a general contractor took over the site and he's walking around the site and basically saying to himself hey wait a second something doesn't feel quite right here i don't think that the cuts were done right i mean this 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 seems a little bit higher than it should be that seems a little bit lower it doesn't you know this road plane or this plot you know anyway he called me up and basically said hey Can you fly this and give me an idea of, is this where the civil engineer who designed the site Mm. said it should be? And the short story is I flew the site and delivered to him uh, uh, the BIM model. And it clearly showed that for the majority of the site, it was off by one foot. But there were many, many places that were off by as much as three feet. Mm. Now that's a huge miss.
0: And you're going to try to build buildings and roads on top of all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's minus three or plus three. I mean, that's uh, that's a tremendous miss. So, you know, and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I'm just, tr- I'm, yeah. I'm the guy who's trying to solve problems. Right. Yeah. yeah, Right. So uh, I, uh, so we give this to the contractor and the contractor sees us. He goes, Oh wow. You saved my life because I have to go to, because the contractor is now the guy who has to go to the owner and say, wait a minute, things aren't right, and then all of a sudden there's a he said, she said between the earthworks and the contractor. Now, because I went out there and I flew the site, yeah, there's a digital as I like to say, a digital twin of mm-hmm. reality so we know what's really there versus what was intended to be there from the right. civil engineer so now the general contractor has the ability to say, well, wait a minute like it's this pretty was black and white at that. Yeah. 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 It's it's pretty nailed down. And so now the, the general contractor can basically say, well, I, I took over the site. Now we got to make some changes. You're going to have to help me out a little bit of the funding, this, that, and the other thing. And at that point, he was completely sold. And that's how a lot of this works. Yeah. You know, you get called in, not, not necessarily you get called in on these emergency situations, but right. you get called in. To help solve a problem, but yeah, that's if a great you yeah, do that, yeah, yeah. Then you're golden, yeah,
0: yeah. And I think what you were saying before earlier, I've heard on you know several other people that we've interviewed so far is you know since the industry, especially in construction, is well, the technology and the applications are a little newer than people are used to working with. They just don't realize the capabilities yeah. of how yeah. that how this can help them. They're saying, you know, just so much exactly. of your job is meeting people and educating them and saying, Hey, look what this can do for you. Look how much this can help you. And then once they understand that, it's Education. so much easier for them to be like, Oh yeah, that's, I need that.
1: Education is absolutely the biggest thing because, um, I mean, people see movies or whatever, and, and they just think all oh, this is dreams. And well, a lot of it is fantasy. But when you show them what the reality is, mm-hmm. and what you're capable of doing and delivering, and and actually the biggest thing, the time frame that you can deliver something in, right, absolutely shocks them. Yeah, because the the, the difference between what a surveyor can deliver and what I can deliver. Now I'm not a surveyor. I'm not licensed. I can't stamp anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the fact that we can deliver something that is in The neighborhood, depending or not if we're using ground control. If we're using Mm -hmm. ground control, then we're getting about half-inch accuracy. If we're not using ground control, eh, we're about three feet. But still, sometimes three feet is plenty to be able to show um, what's going on on a site.
0: Mm -hmm. And for the people, again, if people don't realize what ground control points are at, are just you lay out physical points that you can see and and you tag them and you use those to kind of reference the photographs together so you'd know exactly kind of where those photographs line up with each other, right? Almost like little targets on the ground.
1: They're absolutely targets on the ground, yeah. yeah exactly, so. exactly what they are. That's and they can be done several different ways. I mean, they have the smart ones from Points right. or you can you can literally, I mean, we have I've, I have the ones where you go to Home Depot buy a piece of plywood and put the uh, you know, just put your uh, the stick on stick on uh, uh tiles that you would yeah. use in your bathroom you just put those <laughs> on there and you have ground control yeah, yeah it's really that simple uh you don't you don't have that super accuracy of of knowing exactly where you are down to the half inch but you're going to nail it down pretty close or and at least you're going to tighten up your sight quite yeah. a bit now if you if you combine that with something like the reach rs where you can put it on the ground control and mm-hmm. actually get a latitude, longitude and Z elevation, then you're going to be real strong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so moving. Yeah. So that's, that's great. So you got, you started it up, you are getting those clients and, and again, largely in part to, I, you know, it sounds like two things. First off, you're just intimate knowledge and research of the problems and applications available in that space. And then, you know, third, your ability to yeah. go out there and communicate that, right? You're not afraid to, like you said, you're about to go to another networking event and meet people and talk to people. And that's just the way, get, maybe talk about getting business a little bit. Cause that's the thing a lot of yeah. people are like, okay, I got a drone. First off, people have the misconception where they think, Oh, if I own a drone, people are going to want to hire me. Right. They got to learn a skill on top <laughs> of the drone. And then second or third, I guess maybe is you have to know, how to go get business or right? you got to know okay where are the problems who has the problems and who how do i find them and talk to them and get them to you know hire my solution so maybe talk to us a little bit about that like what yeah. how do you how do you get clients
1: it, well that's actually the biggest thing of all um, getting clients and for me the the whole idea of getting clients was understanding what i wanted to accomplish and the niche market and for me the niche market was obviously what we call the aec industry architecture engineering construction um because that's my background
0: yeah
1: and you're absolutely right you don't just buy a drone and suddenly people call you you don't buy a drone start up a website and oh, i'm gonna get loads of phone calls no and, and that's not true for anything in the world right it takes um it takes work. It takes effort. I mean, you, you have to put work and effort into it to, to make it happen. And and exactly like you said right now, I'm I, between activities. I'm sitting here in my car, which isn't the optimal place to do the interview. Hey, but I it's appreciate one it. of those things <laughs> when, yeah, you're starting a business, you're an entrepreneur, you're doing it by yourself. And it's like I said in the beginning, you know, I just cut the cord and went out and did it, which means... You're going to be in your car, you're going to be driving around, you're going to be meeting people, you're going to be talking to people. You have to tell them what it is you do, how it is you do. If you're, you know, if you're going to go into uh, the construction business like I did, then you're going to have to learn everything about architecture, construction, general construction, subcontractors, the whole thing. you're gonna to have to be able to understand the industry because you've got to talk to people on your level. Right. If you're going to go the other way, you're going to go into cinematography. Wow, I hope you're really good with a camera. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope you know how to set up a camera, shoot a scene, frame a scene, fly it and be able to fly one way, have your camera pointing the other way. There's a lot that goes on with cinematography and, and between you and me and everybody on the podcast, I think cinematography is really hard yeah. and my hat is off it's to a, all those. I it's mean, another skill set. Yeah. for me, yeah, for me, just holding a camera, standing on the ground And taking a shot with my DSLR, that's hard. I can't even (laughs) imagine trying to promote myself as a photographer being able to say.
0: I was going to say, what's hard is making it look good. I mean, you can hit the record button, but you're just going to get a bunch of crap, you know, (laughs) making it look good. Well, well,
1: well, yeah, that's that's the whole point. Yeah. Making it look good and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I I can also understand how they might look at me and say, how are you going to fly 42 acres? and in two days deliver a 3d BIM model to an architect because i don't even understand half the words you just said you know, <laughs> you know it's kind of like that yeah you know and i said okay well you know what to do with an f-stop and i know how to push the auto button so there's that <laughs> but, but, but but with that said even though you're flying a drone you got to realize it's a flying camera you you got to study up about that camera. Go, um, go study that camera so that you know how to do it. If you're flying just for construction, like I do, I still need to know camera settings. I need to know the optimal times to flight because, um, uh, shadows for one thing, shadows can be, shadows can kill my whole flight. Mm. I mean, I can spend half an afternoon flying a couple acres of a site get back, throw it into the uh, cloud, process it, and just because I got really sharp, hard shadows, that can ruin my whole point cloud. Mm. So You've got to know the right time of day or the right time of year even to fly. Yeah. You know? It's easy, but it's not easy. I mean, there's a lot you got to know.
0: Right, right. It's more of the there's knowledge.
1: work that goes into the job. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not the, it's not yeah. putting
0: the drone in the air that's the hard part. It's the knowledge of how to make it actually make it a Exactly. Yeah. Fly.
1: Exactly. Yeah, as it turns out, flying the drone... Well well let me say this. If I was a drone racer, that would be hard. Sure. But I don't sure. race but drones. For, but for I, the- I fly dr- yeah uh, yeah, I fly drones on a very, very conservative flight path. It's very slow, it's very strict. Everything is thought out days before the flight even happens. Looked at two or three times to make sure everything's gonna go the way it goes, so that when I arrive at a site, um, uh, when I arrive at the site, it's basically set up, check. And when the flight comes, it's literally that one button push mm-hmm. because all of that background has gone in prior to the flight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Now, um, yeah. now I don't know how no, I don't know how much you mind sharing, but I would love to get an idea of kind of how much a typical project for you, how much you charge for a typical project. I mean, range wise. And then, even range-wise, if you're willing, just kind of uh, how your business has grown and, you know, be as specific or as vague as you'd like. But I just know people always are kind of love hearing numbers and what's possible in the, in the space.
1: Well, since I've gone full-time and the investment I made since June my company started to make money positively in December and it passed my investment level actually in January. So basically it took two months for my investment to be recouped. Mm -hmm. And now here we are almost at the end of March and everything is in the green. So I can I can say that to people. I wouldn't wanna put out numbers simply because different areas and different regions are gonna be vastly different. I mean, here in Southern California, it's expensive. Yeah. It's really expensive to live here and work here. And I would tell people my rates right here and they try to use them someplace else, like I don't know, Tennessee, they'd never get a job. Yeah. And I would always say when you're starting out, you know, um, actually I should say this too. the first bit of work I did for the first two months, I did everything pro bono,
0: mm.
1: but I did it pro bono with organizations that mattered. Mm-hmm. Like locally here, we have the Fallbrook Conservatory, which is a, uh, which is a, uh, uh an organization that preserves portions of land and I, went, I approached them and this is way back in a couple months ago I basically approached them and said hey you know um, I know you have about 30 plots of land here in the uh, northern San Diego County what is the quality of the uh, imagery and the maps that you have on them And they looked at me and shrugged their shoulders and they said, well, we got nothing. And I said, well, maybe I could fly those for you and at least give you imagery on them and maps on them. And they said, how much? And I said, well, you know, let me do them pro bono, you know, because you're basically a volunteer organization that depends on donations from the community, which is exactly what they are. Mm -hmm. So I went out there and I did a whole bunch of flights with them delivered some good content and they got real happy real fast. Mm-hmm. And by, I you know, I'm not the youngest guy on the planet. And I decided, hey, if I'm going to start a company, I'm going to start backwards. I'm going to start by giving back first and then let my company reap in. So I spent two, two or three months just basically doing giving back things mm-hmm. before I really focused on on, on developing clients, on developing my own business. Mm-hmm. And and that served two purposes. It got me out there. It mm-hmm. got my name yeah, out there. Sure. And it got me out there as a guy that's doing stuff. But it also allowed me to practice in the real world, mm-hmm. delivering real stuff to real people. And I think that's a really, really important thing. Yeah, and, and then, of course, when I gave things to the conservatory, they would say, hey, you know, David delivered stuff to us. It's really nice. And I would just basically say, hey, if you know anybody, please, you know, just send them to me and let me talk to them. You know, I'm not promising anything. I just want to talk and start a conversation. Yeah. And that's the, the that was the real key for me, just using that one little phrase. I'd really like to start a conversation with you.
0: Yeah. And
1: I don't, I, think, I don't want your business. I want your money. Can I just start a conversation with you and show you what I can do, show you what the drones can do and all those kind of things.
0: Yeah. Well, and another thing by doing that work, it gives you a portfolio. It gives you something to talk about with people you do want to do exactly. actual business with. You can say, oh, I've done work. I've done this for the conservatory, for X, for Y, for Z, instead of just saying, oh, hey, I well, exactly. kind of know what I'm doing. Can I come and you know fly your site too? Mm-hmm
1: yeah exactly there was a little bit of yeah i know what i'm doing involved here but you know the give the give back to the community was there but it was also getting out there it's your first step to getting out there yeah and i would say to anybody it's the easiest way to get out find every every community has a local conservatory and no matter what you if you just want to do cinematography if you want to do construction and mapping like i'm doing or or anything else with drones it's a great place to start because you go to a conservatory all they're doing is looking for volunteers and you (laughs) walk up and and say hey i'd like to take photographs of your your land over there and you know shoot it from four or five corners and maybe do a video they're not going to say no yeah there's no way they're going to say no they're going to say oh thank you
0: yeah sure that's awesome
1: (laughs) go talk to those people Yeah. yeah That's the easy one. That's the easy one. It gets harder after that, unfortunately. But (laughs) But go do that. It'll get your hopes up. You'll be doing stuff. You'll be out there.
0: It gives you a start. Um, All right, I got two more questions before we're done. So um, one is, and we may have touched on this a little bit already, but what is your favorite part about uh, having your own business and uh, flying drones?
1: Well, the favorite part about having your own business is being your own boss. There is nothing better than being your own boss and running your own company. At the same time, that's the worst about it because it's your own company and you're responsible to yourself. Yeah. So it does take self-accountability. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me to go to the office means I just wake up, walk down the steps go into the room that's my office and there I am you know <laughs> now i'm completely i'm completely liable to myself i have to make my own rules i have to i have to book things i have to do everything right now you know the greatest thing is to be completely independent yeah but at the same time you're going to have to be in the position where i am right now um between two things doing this thing getting ready to do that thing and you know, you're you're your own pilot, you're your own programmer. Um, if you crash, you're your own repair person. <laughs> Get ready for that. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> learn how to use eBay, by the way. And then, you know, you've got to be your own business development, your own marketing. But at one point, that's really fun. It's really exciting. Yeah, you're, an and beautiful. there's a lot that's really great about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're in control. You're in complete control of your destiny. You don't have a boss that's looking over you saying, Oh, do this, do that, do that. The other thing, you're the one that has to, you know, do everything. Yeah. So
0: no, I love it. Yeah, I agree. I would
1: say, I would say it's absolutely great, but at the same time, it can, it can be, it can be really terrifying. There's a lot of people that aren't just, just aren't cut out for it. Mm
0: -hmm. You know. Yeah. You got to have that. You got to have self-discipline.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of character. You've got to have that character. You can build into it. I mean, there's a lot of people that want to be like that. Go motivate it yourself. Go do it. Highly. I would suggest. Yeah. Go do it.
0: Awesome. All right. And then last question. Well, last main question. Uh, if you were going to start your business over today, <laughs> even though you haven't been in it a super long full-time, but if you were going to start it over today, yeah. is there anything that you would do differently? Or would you keep it all the same? I guess, knowing what you know now, what, what would you change, if anything?
1: Not really much. Not really much. Um, I think I might be a little bit too too soon in it to say that I'd like to change much, but I don't think there's much I'd change. because. I don't think there's many variables that would be different. I don't think, I mean, a lot of people might think, Hey, you know, you're starting this company. Why don't you go out and seek venture capital? Well, that's a possibility, but then you're focusing on that and you're not working. And if you're going to do that, then you almost need a partner who's a business person to be able to do that side of the business. And that's kind of, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, Totally cool, but then you're
0: not beholden to yourself. I mean, you're
1: starting a big corporation, it's going to be that kind of thing. And I hope you have a really great niche because that's the only way that that's going to be pulled off is a great niche for hey, we are this startup because we do this thing that's just so awesome. Everybody wants in on it, right? Yeah, right? Well, I never really looked at what I did or what I'm doing as really like that because I look at it more like I'm just another subcontractor jumping onto everything else that happens on a construction site with all the other subcontractors. So I never thought, you know, I don't think I need to go out and seek venture capital. I don't think I need to go out and get business partners. I think I can just go out and talk to people. I think that'll be good enough.
0: And if you need so, it at some point, you can and, always do it, but it's easy. If you can just do it by yourself right now and bootstrap it, you know, go for it. It's less right, right.
1: It does make it less complicated. Now, if I was going to get into something like uh, delivery, mm-hmm. that's a whole different ball of wax because the FAA really isn't allowing BVLOS right. yet. So to do delivery, you have to get a whole company. You're going to have to have a liaison to the FAA and the federal government, and that's and a whole different thing.
0: Even, and you can't even really roll that out yeah. yet to make money with it. Anyways, it would just be a bunch of testing and so.
1: stuff. Yeah, the only people that are doing that are the IPP guys. Yeah, um, uh, uh, I forget what they are in North Carolina. Somebody's going to roll out here in San Diego in about a year or so. Those guys, yeah, and that's a completely different world with completely different guys, and yeah. Uh, you know, don't necessarily know that I have giant dreams of danger like that. So, yeah. you know, I just wanted to start a company, yeah. get it going, launch it. If it grows, fantastic. Don't hope it fails, but, <laughs> you know, you keep it going as good as you can.
0: Yeah, no, well, well kudos to you for taking the risk and doing it. And I'm, I'm glad it's working out for you and that yeah. you're having success with it. Yeah. Um but before we go is there any uh, for if people want to get hold of you like where's the best place to find you you have a, a website or social media anything like that where would be the best Oh
1: absolutely place yeah thank you to? Oh the best place to go is www.roboticairservices.com That's my website. It's not super fancy because I don't have a website person. (laughs) Mm. I actually do the website myself. And more. I don't depend on the website. I just go out, network with people, mingle with the community, get right up and talk with people. But, yeah, I do have a website. Please go there, www.roboticairservices.com. That's my website. Nice and simple. It just shows what I do in the world of construction yeah. and you know, it shows what can happen. It's really awesome.
0: Exciting. Well, David, thank you so, so much for talking to us. Um, I know everybody learned a lot, especially with your deep dive and your experience in that kind of construction architecture. That's really interesting. And I think that's a big place where drones uh, are going to be headed. I, I don't know if you saw there's a. Uh, I think it was, um, uh, one of these big consulting firms. Um, anyways, one of those reports that one of them put out that said the biggest use case for drones is going to be in uh, the construction industry by far. So, um, so anyways, but I think yeah. you're in the right spot. Yeah, th- you're, I think you're on the right the right track here.
1: Yeah, and that and that was part of my long research term that I did. That I discovered that you know I think cinematography is going to be great. It's going to add a lot. But, I really don't think that's where the money is. If if we have to boil this down to anything, I don't think that's where the real money is. I think the real money is going to be in construction more than anything else. Yeah. Perhaps, secondly, inspections... And I would say inspections just because they have federal regulations that require mm. uh, inspections at certain time limits on certain things. Mm. So they have to do it.
0: But construction
1: either. will simply do it because it saves them money in the long run. Yeah, And saving money makes everybody happy. So right, right. that's why I went that way. And I completely agree with you. That's the biggest market by
0: far of all. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks, David. I appreciate it. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that interview with David. Uh, Like I said at the beginning of the show, really enjoyed talking to him. I always learn so much from these interviews uh, and just love hearing everybody's story. Um, So thank you for tuning in. Again, next week we'll have another interview. Uh, This one a little different than the last. Uh, We'll have Robert Cohen-Camp from Ariel Look. Um, very interesting interview, also very informative. So if you're looking forward to that, tune in next Tuesday, if you're listening to this right when this one comes out. Otherwise, it'll probably already be available for you. So go give that one a listen. And again, we're going to have 10 of these interviews for season one. If you are interested in applying for season two, of the Drone to One K podcast, or you know someone who is, we are currently taking applications for that. So please find the link in the show notes of this episode at DroneLaunchAcademy.com, and you can click to apply there. We just ask you a few questions. The main screening criteria is that we want you to be making a thousand dollars or more per month. Now it's not a ton if you're doing this full time. I'll honestly, if you're making that full time, that's probably hard to live off of. But we want people who are at least have found some success. Even doing it on the side, uh, we just figured a thousand dollars a month was a pretty good benchmark, um, where you're making some cash. Um, You may not be rich off of it, but you're at least making something that's more than uh, just one job every three months, you know. So um, that's the main screening criteria, but we'll also ask you a couple other questions uh, just to find out a little bit more about your business to see if you'd be a good fit. So uh, yeah, we're looking forward to reviewing those and creating season two, hopefully later in 2019. All right. Thanks again, guys. This is David from Drone Launch Academy signing off